You have to love who you are. Engage with life. Don't confuse movement with progress. Be mindful. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, friends, listeners, and loved ones. A very happy new year to all of you. I know it's a couple of weeks into January already, but I had to deal with coming back to Manila, then quarantine, then a COVID outbreak in my home. I know a ton of you can relate to that. Then I had to clean up and reorganize my home since I was away for a month. And to top it off, it was back to online classes for my kids all at the same time at the start of January. What a way to start the year. So I didn't really have a chance to get the year right for myself until I've come up for air at right about now, which is okay. My new year officially starts now for me. In my books, we have till January 31 to get ourselves on track for 2022. So every year I come up with a specific new year greeting that I message my friends or post or say. It's like my theme, but also what I wish for others. So I'm sharing my 2022 message with all of you. May 2022 bring new happiness, new goals, new achievements, and many new inspirations to your life. Wishing you a year fully loaded with happiness and, of course, good health. Keyword is new. Let 2022 be the year of new. What new will you bring into your life? It is never too late to start finding yourself, to crawl out of a lonely, dark place, to start living the life of your dreams. Take every moment to reinvent yourself, learn something new, find a new hobby. The possibilities are innumerable. Take the first step towards change of any kind, and it gets easier as you step into the flow of life. Then the universe takes over and guides you on your way forward. You stop doing the thinking and just start doing the living, embracing life and loving every moment of it. Life is beautiful, but it is up to us to keep it feeling that way. So here's a tip for you. 
Yesterday, I wrote a list for myself, which I'm going to laminate and stick on my laptop right below the keyboard so that I can see it every day. My list starts with, I am, I do. And below it are all the new habits that I'm implementing for this year. Simple things like drinking more water, but also taking short breaks between my sessions to spend time with the kids. Putting on a face mask weekly for my skin and reading before bedtime instead of just catching up on my shows are some of the things on my list. Do your own list of simple habits you want to incorporate into your daily routine and put it somewhere you will see it all the time. Easy peasy, right? The point is to take the time to do the little things that will trigger the changes in your life that's going to help you live a more whole, complete, fulfilling life. And I admire the people who take those brave forays forward into new uncharted territory. They leave everything they know to be true and explore the unknown, which is both exciting and terrifying all at the same time. I've been there and done that, and it was the best time of my life, learning responsibility and accountability for my choices. Our guest today has a similar story to tell. So let me introduce you to Rex Atienza, professional stylist known for styling celebrities for the red carpet, fashion editor, and styled for numerous Philippine films and dramas. He even has his own styling studio now. But it was when Rex ventured into healing and well-being that I really got to know more about him. Not only has he taken his own Project Loving Myself journey, but he loves to share his well-being stories and tips on his Instagram. So let's hear what Rex has to say about living a wellness lifestyle. Welcome to the podcast, Rex. Thank you for your patience. I know you've been patient with my schedule and um, I'm just grateful to share my story um, and to be part of uh, Project Loving myself. Thank you so much, Rex. You know, honestly, it's been, I feel like so much going on for everyone this January, not not just the two of us, right? So I'm sure those of you who are listening in, I'm sure there's been so much maybe upheaval or maybe there's been a lot to deal with in the beginning of the year. But you know, hold on, it's gonna get better. I truly believe in that. And just like Rex and I finally found the time to connect, I feel like we're all gonna get that space to kind of let our year start right. So how's the year started for you, Rex? It's, um, it was good and bad uh, with, with the things that have been happening with our, our country and because of pandemic. It's really hard to move now these days. Um, but um, I still maintain a positive outlook in life and just need to um, do what needs to be done. So um, if you remember, I rescheduled our um, supposedly um, last week because um, two of my staff um, were tested positive with COVID. So I had to do it on my own, um, all the legwork, all the preparation. It was really difficult for me. So um, also, I've been living alone. Uh, well, I have my, I have my staff um, in the house, but my partner left for um, um, Jordan uh, for personal matters. So it was my first time, my first time to actually um, uh, do uh, everything on my own. 
we've been together for 15 years so we practically do together but right now I'm doing everything so um a lot of processing and it's actually good for 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 me I think uh, a lot of self reflection Wow, what a way to start the year having to do things on your own after a very long time. And I'm sure it's quite uh quite the interesting adventure you're having. Um but you know, I always say the universe sends us just the right experiences that we need at any given point in our life. So, I'm sure this is going to be something that's going to end up being very memorable to you. Now, Rex, tell me a little bit about yourself. Kind of, you know, give me your story. How you got to where you are today? Uh, tell me about any major life events that have shaped you into the person that you are today. So I want to start with kind of getting a feel for the Rex that was, and then talking about what sort of happened along the way. So let's start with that. Okay, um, I'm a fashion stylist, owner of a styling. Studio called Stylist Inc. Um, my very my very first job was in retail, same as you, Sanaya. You were in retail before. Um, I did a bit of merchandising, a lot of styling and store operation. Um, part of my job was to convince clients to buy our merchandise, whether in store or to go to their houses. At that time, I call it. Styling Mission, um, where we bring tons of merchandise, have them try, style them. If they like the pieces, we can buy there and then. My exposure to retail gave me a chance to understand clothes and human behavior. We deal with customers in different sizes and shapes, not to mention their personalities. Um, that three um, three experience prepared me sort of my practical training in the industry that I am in right now. What's nice about it, um, the brands I was handling were centered in European setting, in particular French style. Designs were very tailored, clean, sophisticated, very classic. Um, I remember we were all required to look and dress apart every day for me during that time. Um, at the same time, um, I dated this guy um, who has who has um, had access with um, the British uh, British uh, fashion brand, um, where I consumed a lot of stuff. <laughs> this mm-hmm. was when I started investing on really expensive clothes and shoes so imagine my uh my influences my aesthetic was a combination of french and british fashion um it was really fun um i i had fun and this was in my early 20s wow look at that what what a what a fun time i can imagine was it was it was and um and when you were younger when i was younger i would spend my salary on on these pieces you know yeah. uh, you, you don't have time to actually talk about saving 
the important things, right? So it's really about looking the part. You know, I live that uh, world where where uh, fashion is the number one thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember that time too, you know, Rex, when I was working in fashion, it was all about how you presented yourself to the world in the way you you know, in the way you styled yourself, right? It was all the external outward experience. And I remember me too, I would spend all my salary on buying like <laughs> what was so trendy, you know, I would literally like work in the office of Saks Fifth Avenue and then go across the street and spend all my salary on like my shopping. So I totally remember the 20s and I remember that that time. <laughs> so I, I totally relate. And then... um I would also like to acknowledge uh, my sense of style from my mom. Uh, my mom remarried uh, to a Japanese. Uh, we would frequent Japan, and that's how when I fell in love with Harajuku fashion. Mm. Um, my, my mom had a big closet with full-size mirror. Inside the closet were clothes, accessories, shoes. Um, it was my first time in Dior, Sonia Riquel, um, Louis Vuitton. And so it was really a fascinating um, stage of my life. Going back to my first job, uh, though it was something I enjoyed doing, um, three years it felt like it was time to move on. Mm. I got promoted to a managerial position, um, but I needed change. Um, I needed to experience more outside the bubble, um, but I still wanted something related to fashion or to clothes. Uh, then, late 2005, I met a guy who is um, He introduced me to his friend, um, who's a contributor to different publications um, as a writer here in the Philippines. My friend submitted uh, my resume to ABS-CBN Publications. Uh, from then, I got a call for an editorial position. Editorial position. So at first, um, I was hesitant because it was an assistant job, given uh, I had experience already and an already a manager. But I weighed things out. I had no experience in publication. I came from business background, marketing management in LaSalle. But I really love fashion and clothes. So I took the risk. Pay was really, really low. Uh, but I had to prove myself again. You um, got somewhere, right? Do you think you took that job from, did you make the decision from your head or was that decision based on your heart? Because I think a lot of people get stuck, right? They have to face a decision like that. Logically, maybe one um, one choice seems the right decision, but sometimes people make that decision made from the heart. What was your experience? It came from the heart. Um, it was very timely also. It was a time that magazines were, were booming in the Philippines. It, it was uh, on peak. And I really wanted fashion. But you know, I'm not a writer. Uh, I have no experience editing. So um, that was actually a roadblock for me. But then again, I was mentored by some of the best editors in the Philippines. 
Um, and I'm really grateful, um, grateful for that experience. Um, after a few years, um, I got promoted uh, to edit the fashion section of Metro Him, Maxi Magazine, and Metro Society Magazine. What a roster. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was all hard work. Um, I, um, I gave up my... No, actually, I was actually still going out. I love um, socializing. I love going out, but it made me uh, became more responsible um, with the choices that I have um, during the time. Um, and I knew that since the pay was really low, I had to work harder mm-hmm. um, and prove myself. Um, then um, to continue, um, around uh, 2007, um, I was tapped to tell JLC, uh, John Lloyd for a show with Bea Alonzo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was uh, an instant hit. Uh, the show became so successful. Uh, then JLC, uh, John Lloyd started getting me uh, to style him for his on-screen and off-screen appearances. Uh, I became his um, personal stylist. And then from then, people, um, celebrities started getting me as well. And I started um, creating my company, my styling studio, Stylist Inc. Um, I was part of the first wave of styling therapy uh, stylists in the country. Wow. And and tell me, Rex, like, how do you style, how did you style all these different celebrities and still keep the look kind of fresh across these different people? Like, what would go into you styling them? Because for me, I would imagine, you know, understanding their personality or like, what what was it for you that would allow you to really style them in a way that they could carry themselves so well? Um, of course, you need to know their personality. Yeah? You have to get to know your parents. Um, but there were experiences, there were a lot of times, um, actually, uh, that um, um, that I would style a first-timer. Uh, first-timer in the industry, new, uh, I don't have any relationship. So it's really a matter of like learning their body type their age, um, the vision, what, what is it for, or I style them. Um, of course, uh, when you're in fashion, you have to know the trends. But at the same time, it's not about trends, you know. If they don't have personal style yet, you create it along the way. But for first time, you just keep the feel, feel simple, presentable, clean as much as possible. Um, it's important that people or the viewing public will like them. Likeability is really important. So they need to look fresh uh, and useful at the same time. So it's a lot about image as well, isn't it? Like it's not only like you're looking at body type, personality, but also kind of what image they want to portray to the world. So I guess the clothes we wear is a form of communication right? We're communicating something to the world. And I think maybe 
that's an interesting way to observe people and how, like, what are they trying to actually say about themselves to the world, you know? For some artists, um, they're still finding their, uh, their niche, their, um, their, uh, what they want to really portray. So we help them build them their, their look. Um, also, you, you get um, uh, clues from, from what they wear on every life. So that you can inject them uh, with their um, inject their personal style with your um, styling. So with my styling. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's like creating you know dreams with your hands, right? You're kind of bringing people to life because I've seen some celebrities like they're very casual, and then I see their photo shoots, and they're like you know they just they're like a dream. They're like ethereal. You know, it's, it's very fascinating to me. Uh, for me personally, as a stylist, um, the, the legwork is pretty long. We do the sorting, we do the purchasing. If we purchase, we pull out and then, and you can't just bring one piece, right? So you have to have like options for you to try with your client. And when you, you let them try, there was like trial and error and you have to find out what your aim on that day for that day. So you have to, to know what do you want to feel, feel, say, I want to feel pretty. I want to feel sexy. So it really depends on the, the intention. So the territory. I agree. And I, I, I think it's amazing. Also, some people just really have the eye to be able to kind of come up with what is going to work for some people. Like for me, I, I tend to, like when I buy things for myself, I tend to end up going for similar things. Like uh, I remember someone I interviewed um, on one of my episodes says like, we all have like our uniform, you know, things we, we gravitate towards. And then there's my husband. Okay. My husband is the type of guy he'll go into a store and he will pick out something from a rack that I would never look at. And I wouldn't even imagine that it's going to fit well. And I will try it on. And it's just perfect. It just looks so amazing. And it oh, wow. looks like nothing on the rack. But when I wear it, it's just cut <laughs> right. And, you know, I feel like some people just have that, that ability that that I, I you know, that and I, I don't know what it is. Like, what, what do you say? Like, do you, I'm sure you have that similar kind of eye, you know, this is like your area where you just kind of know what's going to pull together nicely for people or what's going to work. Um, what do you think it is? For me, uh, being a stylist, it's actually training people. Since I have a styling company, I train like people with no expertise, no knowledge, not no style. And we were able to hone them um, through through time, through experience. And really about exposing them to, to the right environment, giving them the right references or good references, I would say. Um, pretty much it's, it's like a it's not just, you know, you have it. You can hone people mm. um, based on the experience. So basically all those people out there who think they don't have a sense of style or this is not something that comes naturally, don't worry. You can actually kind of cultivate the ability to, you know, upgrade your look and, and carry yourself better, right? 
Yes, 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 definitely. Of course, if, if it's in need already, if it's already a gift, you know, it's easier to do, to do things uh, at all time, um, with your own pace. But we can train people. Uh, this skill is actually, especially these days, when I started, there was no social media. Right. Uh, there's, it, was harder, uh, it was harder to to actually find looks or to, to get inspired uh, uh, to do um, styling. Uh, right now, you can get a lot of inspiration from online. And there are a lot of influencers, not just magazine. Before, it was just magazine, right? Um, uh, you get to know the trends, uh, uh, what you can do with certain looks. Um, but right now, uh, it's easy. It's very accessible. So it's easy. Um, these days, but it takes a lot of effort and and patience um, to get where I am. Um, so for for people who plan to actually pursue styling, uh, styling, celebrity styling, it's not just about you know knowing how to style or your fashion about your stylish um, attitude is really important and uh, your your core values. Interesting. And what tips would you give Rex for someone who's listening in and who wants to kind of maybe develop a better style or to, as you said, you know, what, what can they draw inspiration from or how can they improve themselves in terms of uh, styling themselves better? Anything, anything you suggest? Um, right up, follow Follow whoever um, you think is is fit uh, with your personality. Um, there are a lot of influencers these days. You can just follow online. Um, also, um, when you find your personal style, you know it's really sometimes they would ask me, "Rex, what's my personal style?" I would always ask them, uh, the people who would ask me. Whatever is in your closet, that's your personal <laughs> So, uh, right? So, uh, you could be like uh, eclectic, you're girly, you're, you know, you're feminine. Um, it's really, it's really uh, all about your pieces in your closet. So, uh, for me, it's really um, building your wardrobe, your closet. Um, and not necessarily buy uh, when there is um, uh, trend. Uh, there's a new trend. Uh, don't be a trend victim. Uh, you know, inject trends once in a while to update your wardrobe. Um, from then, you would be able to create your personal style. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Nice. I like that. Um, I, I like the tip, especially about, you know, following the people who have that sense of style um, that you like, you know, and, and that's actually what I do is there are people that I follow and I feel like, you know, they just really inspire me um, to to do a little bit of, of, of something new um, based on what I see. Now, Rex, coming from that right? From the external, from the style, from the clothes, from the image. How did you go from that to starting to go the other direction, which was inward, you know, going into well-being and meditation and spirituality and the different things that you've um, explored over time? So when did that maybe shift in direction happen? When did, um, you know, was there like a turning point? Tell me about that. Um, um, creating styling um, or styling studio was the transition of my life. Uh, the company grew exponent- exponentially um, with the help of my partners, uh, Jennifer and Sap Cruz. Uh, we were practically operating 24-7 uh, because uh, we were styling uh, celebrity, uh, celebrity uh, personal years several shows at the same time, TV series, TV, TV styling, and then we also had like endorsements. On top of that, we have magazines because we have magazines. So I put people in the uh, fashion, fashion section to style um, the magazine. So it was really like that um, for many years. Um, we were mega busy to the nth level. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm super, super, super grateful. But uh, we never really prioritize our well-being. Uh, the in- industry itself is toxic. It became toxic, and there's so much pressure, so much pressure. So I became really, really tired, exhausted and uninspired to a point depressed. So I'm speaking for myself. So I'm pretty sure some of the some of our employees felt that way too. That's what we call a burnout, isn't it, Rex? Like when suddenly there's no inspiration, you're drained, you're tired, like there's almost like no excitement in getting up in the morning, right? It's a it's a burnout. It's a and, and a lot of times it's both an emotional and a mental burnout. Right, right. That happened to me. Yeah. Mm, okay. And then, uh, um, 2006, um, I began to experience major rashes uh, all over my body. Okay. Um, first, they were small. Uh, I would treat it with with creams, ointment. Um, it would subside, but after three days, we're back again. So it was on and off. Um, I continuously treated myself, but uh, it actually gotten worse. I didn't know what was happening to my body. Um, I actually endured the pain 
for almost a year. Wow. Yeah. So I began feeling insecure about my body. It affected my relationship with my partner. I would just brush the pain off. Uh, I endured the pain for almost a year without admitting it to anyone except with my partner. So I was so insecure and actually I was afraid. Uh, then finally, I had myself checked with our skin doctor, Dr. Ivy, and then I was diagnosed with eczema mm-hmm. due to stress. Um, they treated me and I was advised to take a break. It was the year I was getting married also. So the plan of taking it slow was after our wedding, which I did for a moment. Um, And probably that's what you needed too, right, Rex? I mean, you needed that because you were taking a whole different step in your life. And probably I would say even the universe orchestrated that to give you maybe the time that you needed. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I agree. Um, I, uh, that was my uh, 12th year in the business. I was working 24-7, Monday to Sunday. I had Sundays before because um, we would have like live show um, on EBS. So it was really Monday to, uh, Monday to Sunday. Wow. And we would have like two shows in the studio. Uh, we would have... Um, we have like a morning shift and a night shift uh, to uh, uh, to accommodate all the requirements. Uh, the sellers, uh, they're like 24-7. Not normally 24-7, but they're like almost 24 hours of work. So people out, well, many people will go out at 3 a.m. and finish the following day. So. So the, the the communication, the burnout, it was it was really uh on us, uh, on me especially. Um, yeah. And um, yeah. I can understand that, you know, Rex, because back in my time too, especially when I was in my twenties and thirties, I remember it was like it was cool, or it was like the right thing to do to work all the time. It was like something to be proud of. Like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm like working 24 seven, you know? You actually felt good because you were a workaholic. It was like, oh my God, you're a workaholic. You must be so successful, right? It was like something to do. And it's so interesting to me that now, if you read like what's going on in the news in different countries, like so many countries are moving to like a four hour work week. Or like, you know, instead of a five-day work week, it's a four-day work week. Even in Dubai, where I was just there um, over the holidays, like Dubai used to have a completely different week because Friday was the rest day, right? And Saturday would be a non-working day and Sunday would be like the start of the week. So they've shifted to like a Monday to Friday, but a Friday is like a half day. Okay, you're done like by lunchtime or earlier and all the government offices switch. Every everything has changed just by shifting the work week um, in Dubai. So they are more in line with the rest of the world. I see some other countries are, you know, looking at cutting back on the, the hours. You know, I know companies even in the U.S. have more flexi time. I mean, some of it is is pandemic related. 
Some of it is just the general sort of shift, I think, in mindset, you know, and people are realizing you, you, you don't get more productive with more time spent. You know, it's not the amount of time you spend. It's actually the quality of time that if you're well rested, if you're more relaxed, you come up with better solutions, better ideas, as opposed to working all the time where you can't even, you know, you don't even know up from down at some point because you're so exhausted and tired or people in your, like in your example, they burn out. They just have nothing more to give. And it affects relationships. It affects the family life. It affects, you know, you make more mistakes that way. So I really do believe in this kind of shift towards a better balance in work and sort of free time. Right. And there are a lot of books on it. There are a lot of people who've made that change. I'm glad you're talking about it because, you know, when people like you acknowledge that it, you don't want to be that busy that you're working all the time, it's actually better to have balance. That's the important thing. I agree. Totally agree. Right now, I think uh, since I've been working with production, we have like projects that we did um, last year and two years ago. I think it got better. Uh, I also heard, though I'm not filing the fair anymore, I heard that um, the condition got better. Uh, the planning got better. Um, so hopefully we, we move forward and we progress as we learn from 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 this pandemic. Yeah. Right. And that's a big, big thing, right? With the pandemic, learning to slow down, <laughs> learning to take a breath, take a break, put a stop. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. I was a workaholic. You know, I'm raising my hand. I'm raising my hand because I'm right there with you. That was me, you know, until I, I learned how important it is to just learn to take the break. Okay, so burnout. So you were at that burnout point, and then what happened? Um, and then um, I took a break. So, um, and I wasn't that active uh, with styling anymore. So uh, I um, concentrated with operating running the business. Um, but my skin, uh, but, but my skin uh, wasn't healing. Um, actually, no, my skin was healing, uh, but I was still feeling tired, depressed, and anxious. At this point, um, I should feel better, but I wasn't. Uh, it, uh, the, 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 the anxiousness, the anxiety was just there, um, and I was still depressed. So I started researching and I found out that meditation and yoga are good for people who are busy. So that's where it's all is. So you realized, Rex, that it wasn't just the physical pain. It wasn't just the, the rashes, the eczema. It was also like mental. It was also physical. Like it was all of it. So you went searching, right, for an answer and realized, okay, well, there's meditation, there's yoga. And that's how you got drawn into kind of looking for a different way. Yeah, but actually it took some time for me to get there. Um, actually, I read somewhere. Mostly it happens to creatives um, or to overachievers. 
when you when you set yourself a goal really high, uh, there's a possibility that you will feel depressed. That happened to me in 2018. I was getting married, and getting married involves a lot of planning. Incidentally, that year was also the season finale of our show on each channel. So I had a reality show, and we were shooting in and out of the country. We covered Fashion Week. Uh, we were also tours for our Magic Ball, uh, the biggest red carpet event in the Philippines. So we were dressing a celebrity. So at that time, my 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 level was so high. And then after I accomplished every after we accomplished everything, me personally in 2017, so I accomplished it from planning stage to all the prep. The energy dropped. So the, the, the depression hit because maybe the energy was so high. I was so tired, but still, you know, high. I don't know. I, I, we were high. Uh, the feeling was so high and it went low. So the year depression hit. So then, so here you were. I mean, you should have been riding the high or you thought you would, but instead you were just kind of, you know, pretty much down in in the dumps, right? You were going through a rough time. So what did you do next? Like what was kind of the next step for you from there? I went searching um, inward because I was feeling so low. And at first I couldn't, I don't understand uh, my anxiousness, my depression, because I should be happy, because I, um, I should be feeling happy, successful. It was the prime of my year, so I should be feeling great about it. But since I knew that it was a depression, uh, I started researching more, um, looking inward. Um, spiritually and uh, finding ways to better my well-being. How did you know where to look, Rex, in terms of what ways to better your well-being? A lot of people are, you know, in not very great situations in their life. Um, They're also not feeling like they're feeling anxious or depressed or they're going through rough times. How did you know how to find help or where to look for these resources or tools? I was looking for signs. Uh, since I mentioned earlier that well-being uh, wasn't really our priority and I did a lot of reflections, I knew that I wasn't really good to myself. So I knew that I had to, um, I had to start working inwards. So you started with identifying the problems. Like, what were you missing? Where were the, you know, where were the holes, I guess, in your life? That's where you started with. At that time, in terms of anxiousness, I was anxious about the business because it was nonstop. It was nonstop. And then, so I told myself, I need to slow down. And by slow down, you need to be still. 
At first, it was really hard to meditate. I couldn't find my center. You know, with all the things that's been happening with business, with my personal demons, um, it was hard for me to concentrate and to find my balance. So I started researching. I attended some meditation sessions. And during that time, my, my first experience, it became so good that I kept on going back. Also with yoga, I think it is connected with meditation. You know, I, I've been working with the same industry, with the same energy. So it came to a point that I needed space. So I knew that yoga, based on my research, helps you release what you are feeling, and you will feel that space that you're looking for. Thankfully, it helped me get through. But it wasn't really, it wasn't really instant. It took a lot of practice and um, patience and commitment. <laughs> I'm sure because yoga, meditation, you know, reflection, these aren't things that necessarily come naturally to most people. You actually have to sit down and do it. You know, you have to have that discipline to actually do it, right? So how did you sit yourself down, Rex? Like how did, I mean, I, I think what I picked up from you is you said you kept going back to meditation because you felt good. And sometimes it's as simple as trying something out and, you know, recognizing that you're better from it, you know, to keep going back to to doing more of it, right? I would hear a lot of voices, not just externally, but also inside my head. So I knew that I need to do something about it. I need to do something about it. So I need to empty my mind and just to be still. So that's what I felt um, with my session, with, with meditation. I, I practice meditation Every single day, I meditate twice. So it helps me not just mentally, physically, but also it helps me to be grounded, you know? I think that's so true, Rex. What you said is about the noise. Is For most people, there's so much noise in their head. There's so much noise in their lives. And I loved how you said, very simply, be still. Because the only way to turn off the noise, the only way to stop your life from, you know, going too fast and being too crazy is to just take a moment and be still. Okay. So I, I love that. I agree. I, I yes. think that's so important. So tell me, Rex, what, what else have you done? You've done some yoga. You've done some meditation. Okay. What are some of the other well-being tools that you are drawn to or you have tried What's your thing? Okay. Um, for spiritual tools, I have some crystals. I have sage. I love essential oils. And I keep a journal. And then for my well-being tools, uh, this is where I started my meditation, actually. Calm up. Um, uh, calm up. And then I transfer to show. No, actually, I still maintain my calm up. And then... I added Chopra app, and then I have Yoga Body app. Then I still maintain Sarah Black's report. 
uh, meditation, which I super love. I do it every day. Also, uh, occasionally, I've encountered some good sessions with third eye wellness. When I have time, I try to tune in to um, third eye wellness. Also enjoyed UFEST, which you guys were part of also. Yes. Also accessing to well-being content, a group, and headspace. Wow, that's pretty nice. I mean, you've got the whole well-being lifestyle down. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> so... Sarah Black was actually our guest on, uh, I think it was season one. I had her on um, one of the episodes and, you know, her energy is just so beautiful. I'm glad you've connected with her. I know you do practice some of what she teaches. Yeah, it's lovely. We, I, I met Sarah when I was starting in the business in styling. So I would, um, we would work together for different editorials. I would get her for fashion editorials and covers. And I knew her before her... Um, change her shift before now yeah. yeah so right now you see glow she's really glowing there's light yeah. so so you'll see the transformation and i think um i'd like to see myself also to be like her yeah. you, you know uh, to be to be radiant and uh, share positivity this glow inside the people who need it yeah and just like you Sanaya. I, I really uh, uh, admire people uh, who do this, you know, um, who share their um, and uh, sharing their, uh, what they, they can. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rex. You know, you also mentioned my well-being center, the Third Eye Wellness, which is actually how I got to know about you is, you know, I saw you starting to come to a lot of the events and I'm so glad that you enjoyed that. Um, also, you mentioned um, the Calm app, Headspace. You talked about the Chopra app, which I think is, you know, th these are the things that are out there for any of us to simply just download at a click of a button. And um you know, I've got the Chopra app on my phone as well. Uh, I've kind of looked at some of the different apps. And actually, one of the goals I have for myself is to create an app um, that makes a lot of this accessible to people, too. So, yeah, that's like a vision I have. So, yeah, I actually think that there there's a lot of potential and opportunity to bring um, a lot more different things into uh, people's you know, homes or people's lives through, through the, through the apps. Um, I like the Chopra app with their meditations. And um, I do have some clients who also, they use um, Headspace and Calm. Um, I just wish there was more like, you know, there was more that people could access through the apps. Um, but I'm glad you're also using some of that. And uh, you mentioned essential oils, crystals, like all the fun stuff. And you've also kind of, you also 
talked a little bit about how you want to be this radiant and positive person and you know the the change of Sarah because Sarah used to be a photographer and now she's like a meditation teacher and that's something you also you know you admire so that was a question I actually had in mind for you is what changed you know how did this actually help you Rex how do all these different things that you do everything you practice the journaling what have you seen happen to you and your life as a result? Okay. Um, apart from the well-being tools, can I just mention that I attended your Theta Healing. Um, I had Theta Healing uh, at Third Eye Wellness. So um, it was it was uh, it was with um, Maisha? Yeah, yeah. I I follow her and um, I had a good session with her and I can attest that it worked. So I had a beautiful session, actually two sessions, one uh, in person and one digital year. Um, And I think um, I don't want to preempt, but I'm doing good. I like the, the effect on me and uh, when when I did my session at first I wasn't uh, actually sure if it's going to help me but looking back you know with the things that happened to uh, in my life uh, I would say data healing worked so uh, also I'm a believer of energy that energy is contagious Good or bad, these vibes become uh, infectious and absorbed. So to help enhance my mood and clear, flush out all these negative or stagnant energy, I just started collecting crystals. Aside from its use and purpose, I love looking at them. I actually, I would, um, I actually buy crystals also to give, uh, uh, people. Uh, that I uh, that are close in my heart. Then I have sage. Uh, I, I I like sage once in a while. And mine was into yoga. Uh, a production designer introduced me to sage. She said um, it promotes healing and wisdom. So she gave me her last stash uh, from her bag. Sabina, go try it. Even demonstrated how to use it. So I use um, also light incense, but according to my research, it's bad for your lungs. Hence, I started using essential oils. Uh, I love essential oils because of its a gazillion benefits. benefits. So we have this practically in every corner of our house. But mainly we use it in our bedroom where we mostly stay at home. It's actually perfect when we do our meditation or breath work. I also have a journal. I try to journal as I can, not necessarily every day. Uh, I make it a point to visit my journal uh, and writing by the end of the week to allow myself to reflect. Um, and then for well-being tools, um, for beginners, I highly recommend Calm Apps. 
this is where I, my meditation journey started. So every time I use it, the app, it makes me feel good. At first, I was doing it alone. I would do it in our office. Um, I'll close the door and play the app. Um, then my partner eventually joined me uh, with my daily practice. Um, after we have utilized the app, uh, I started using Chopra app also for meditation. Until now, it's part of our daily practice. Another tool for well-being is, um, as I mentioned, Saraplax uh, meditation, Pressport meditation. We do this every day for 15 minutes and about um, one Sundays. So every uh, Sundays we do it longer. Um, apart from these meditation tools, I regularly use Yoga Body uh, by Coach Lucas. Uh, it's an app. Um, and also Fight Master Yoga by Leslie Fight Master um, on YouTube. That's a strong following, but she died uh, two years ago. But I still watch her videos and practice with her. So there, these are my tools and how I use them. Uh, you know, thank you so much for these recs because these are such great tips for our listeners. You know, I really recommend guys that you check some of these different apps that he mentioned. I've used some of them myself and I can totally uh, vouch for it. Um, I also want to thank you, Rex, for sharing your experience of Theta Healing. You know, I'm very passionate of about Theta Healing. I talk about it all the time, but it's so great to hear, you know, your experience from the point of view so yeah, from the point of view of, of someone who's done a session and seen the changes, you know, and I think that um, there's so much we can benefit from just trying out these different things. And I love that you've shared how you're using so many different things and they all kind of work so well together. Right. And I, I started the episode also talking about new, like what is the new thing you're going to add into your life today? So to all our listeners, you know, maybe meditation, maybe putting an app on your phone on meditation is your one new thing. You know, there's so many that Rex has actually suggested. So, you know, take your pick and try out one of these, um, these things. And, and so let me throw that question over to you, Rex. What's the new thing you're going to add into your well-being sort of tools and resources for this year? I like that you mentioned drinking more water, though I drink a lot of water. Recently, uh, I, saw, I saw Oprah promoting uh, water um, to drink like about a jog a day. Um, I just want to share that it helped me so much. Uh, um, people in the industry know me uh, as, uh, as a person who jogs uh, at the shoot. So I'd like promoting it more in my space. Also, maybe I want to add um, just to be more joyful, you know, adding joy in our household. Anywhere I go, I should bring it. Uh, I should have joy in my heart. Um, find joy, you know, find things uh, that will spark joy. Wow. Um, and share it. That's a beautiful one, Rex. I love that. I think we could all use a lot more joy in our life. And I, I like how you said, you know, in the home, because joy, you know, is something that we should be able to 
share with everyone in our home, you know, so that the entire home becomes light and, and we have that energy that sort of just spreads from all of us. So I totally hear you on that. Now, Rex, as we are discussing, you know, where you came from, how you started, how it took a burnout, right? It took uh, eczema, it took depression, it took so much stress to move you into living the life that you are living now. Okay. How does it feel to be on the other side? What, what does your everyday feel like now? How do you feel about yourself and your life? I'm just grateful every single day that uh, my experience taught me to be mindful, to be a better person, to really find ways to correlate my feelings, my thoughts, my well-being. I'm actually, uh, you know, being part of the creative industry uh, where work and time is unstable. It's not nine to five. We work longer hours. Um, the environment is very toxic. I've learned to to seek um, internally. So I'm on a personal mission. Um, I feel I owe myself a lot um, after not paying attention to self-care. Um, I try to engage uh, myself with, um, with things that would make me feel good. Um, things like planting, cooking, reading books, candle making, soap making. So hence, um, uh, this helped me cultivate uh, my, my inner peace, you know. Also, by surrounding yourself with nature, I think it helped me so much. Just, you know, appreciating um, uh, the gift of the source. Uh, nature is so powerful. Uh, Mother Gaia is so powerful. She's so beautiful. So um, I learned to appreciate nature, be one with nature. So every time, if there's time or every time I'm, I'm out, I look for dreams, you know. That's why I turned into Platito. <laughs> I even uh, bought a tree. To have uh, to have a tree inside our living room, so you know, um, nature is so powerful. It heals you and it heals me um, somehow. Also, I also found that um, eating healthier is really important. So personally, I feel better when I'm on vegan diet. Um, I'm still work in progress. Uh, I've been putting off um, vegan. I'm not 100% yet, but hopefully I become one in the near future. Based on research, um, there are a lot of studies that support vegan diet, um, and it lowers your chances of getting certain types of cancers, right? So, uh, also, it actually avoids 
you having um, diabetes, type 2 diabetes. So, um, me taking care of your uh, of yourself, not just uh, uh, mentally, but also physically. Um, they say your gut is our second brain. So, you need to nourish yourself with the right food. You are what you eat. You know, Rex, I, I have to say, I truly admire how much you have changed your life from the life you started this whole episode telling us about, you know, how much you have done, how far you've come. I mean, it's it's really like incredible. Like I, I want to bow down to you at how much you have incorporated and changed your life. That's pretty amazing. I think it's definitely, you know, something that uh, many people can be, um, you know, can can refer to, can look up to, can take a page from your book. Um, so thank you for for telling us about um, your journey, your project, loving myself journey. Now to end this episode, Rex, can I request your project, loving myself message or mantra to our listeners? I mean, I know you've given us so many things to think about already, but just something that really works for you that has helped you maybe to guide you and direct you on your way forward. What would you like to say to our listeners? You have to love who you are. Number two, engage with life. Number three, don't, don't confuse movement with progress. Number four, be mindful. Amazing list. I think that's such a, a great, um, I would say it's such a great mantra to live by. If you can kind of incorporate these steps into your life, I think you would find your life so much more fulfilling as, I, as it feels like yours is. Uh, thank you again, Rex, for your energy, your presence, and everything you have shared. I truly appreciate it. Anaya, thank you so much. And there you have it, folks, what a real wellness lifestyle looks like and how Rex got himself there. Pretty remarkable turnaround, isn't it? Hope you enjoyed a peek into the life of someone who went from burnout to living his best life. Bravo, Rex. If you are interested in loading up on some wellness products, check out the Mind Body Energy store at www.mindbodyenergy.ph or shop the store on Lazada or Shopee. You can also check out at Mind Body Energy on Facebook and Instagram. Tell me what you thought of Rex's turnaround, of his turning points, of his shift in the way he was living his life. Tag at Project Loving Myself Podcast and at Sanaya Gurnamal with your thoughts. Please do hit subscribe to this podcast and send me some likes to show your love. My quote for today's episode is, Burnout is what happens when you try to avoid being human for too long. And that is by Michael Gunger, if I'm saying it correctly. So guys, let's try to be human again. Let's come back to our true selves again. You know, let's focus on prioritizing ourselves, our health, our well-being. You know, we need to kind of come back to the person we were meant to be. 
instead of kind of the machines, the robots that life may have uh, taken us towards. Remember that no matter what is going on in your life, you are loved. Thank you for joining me on Project Loving Myself, brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Podmetrics. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.